purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. This podcast is an extra weekly bonus. Normally we do, we try to do one per week, but the Lord really put this on my heart and I wanted to share it with you and I wanted to share it with you and just, I hope that it blesses you. It really blessed me and encouraged me. And so I just wanted to do the same for you. So the title of this podcast is New Life, New Me. Before we do anything else, Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another chance to deliver your word. Lord, I pray that it is exactly what you want me to say. Nothing more, nothing less. Remind us that we have a new life in you. We are new creatures through you and through our salvation, and we have the hope for a new future. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, new life, new me. You know, you hear everybody with their sayings, new year, new me. This is the year I'm going to change. This is the year I'm going to do different things. I'm going to add things. I'm going to take away some things. And so you will hear the popular saying, new year, new me. So I wanted to add a little bit of a twist to it and say, new life, new me. The verse that we're going to be looking at is Matthew chapter 13, verses 53 through 55. Verse 53 says, And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there, and coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished, and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And the verse that we're going to be focusing on is verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? So as I was reading these verses of scripture, I really just got the revelation and the reminder that we have a new life in Christ and not everyone understands that. So let's get into it a little bit. So with this passage of scripture, you see that Jesus is here on earth. This is when God sent him down. God the Father sent Jesus the Son down to earth to become flesh and eventually die for our sins and resurrect three days later. While Jesus was here on earth, he preached, he healed, he just showed people how to live a godly life. He was the perfect example for us. So after Jesus goes around and finishes teaching, he goes back to his hometown. He goes back to where people know him. So it's the equivalent of you going to high school and then moving away, going off to college, doing whatever, and then coming back home to where everybody knows you. Your neighborhood, your small community around you, people that know you, know your family, that kind of thing. So Jesus comes back home and they see that there's just such a powerful presence about him. There's such a countenance of divinity. They're seeing him be so wise and teach these parables and they are astonished. They say, where did this man get this wisdom and this mighty works? Because this is a hometown where Jesus grew up. So they know him as a little boy that just played, lived a life. You know, he was, he was a human, so he, he had to grow up just like everyone else. And now they're like, hold on, this is the carpenter's son. This is who we know as 
the son of a carpenter. That's about it. Now he comes back with all this wisdom, all this power, and they're just so astonished by it. They're so in awe of it. And they speak of him by how they know him. They say he's a carpenter's son. They say he is the son of Mary. His brothers are James and Joseph and Simon and Judas. This is how they know him. And so this is how they speak of him. And so I wanted to show you this verse to remind you that people will speak of you by how they knew you. People will speak of you by how they knew you. And if they only knew of negative things about you, that's all they're going to speak of because that's all they know. People will try and often hold your past and your past titles against you because that's all they know. So many times we get so discouraged when people bring up our past or they bring up the, well, you used to do this and didn't you used to do this and didn't you used to go there? They're going to bring up what you used to do, what you used to be, where you used to go because that's what they knew about you. I wanted to bring a different perspective to it and I want to encourage you that that does not mean that is who you are now. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, we are new creatures in Christ. The old things are passed away. Behold, a new is come. You are a new creature in Christ. You have a new life in Christ. So if people are bringing up things about your past, if people are reminding you of what you used to do, where you used to be, who you used to hang out with, I want you to not be so discouraged. It's just simply, it's just simply because they don't know who you are now. So this is the perfect opportunity for you to reintroduce yourself to them. That's what I always tell people. Okay, yes, this is how you knew me, but baby, let me reintroduce myself. I am a completely new person. Jesus has transformed my life. I am no longer who I used to be. Let me reintroduce myself. You get the opportunity to let them know, I know you knew what I used to do. I know we used to hang. I know we used to do such and such. And I know we were doing this and not doing that. But baby, I am a new person. Let me reintroduce myself. Hello. Let them know that you are no longer who they knew. They need to get to know you now. And like I said, don't think this is such a negative thing. Don't get so discouraged every time somebody brings that up. Obviously, if someone is trying to hold something over your head, that might be a sign that you can share the gospel with them, let them know that you're a new person and move on. You don't need to be around them anymore. But there are certain people who are still in your life because you need to be the one to show them what transformation looks like. You get the opportunity to share 2 Corinthians 5.17 with them. Don't get so discouraged. Be encouraged that this is an opportunity for them to see the gospel lived out. They're not going to see it anywhere else. Maybe they don't know anybody else who goes to church. They don't know what the Bible has for them. They don't know. They didn't grow up in church. They don't have any foundation. You are going to be that example. You get to show them what the gospel looks like. They get to see the change. Maybe they've heard about the change that can happen when you become a Christian and they've heard that, oh yeah, like you get to change and transform and you get a new life, but maybe they don't believe it because they've never seen it. You get to be the one to show them change is real. Transformation is real. God is real. Some people will say, you will be the only Bible that some people read. When somebody told me that, I was shook. I was like, me? Me. You will be the only Bible that some people read. That reminds you that I have to live out my life for Christ daily. 
because people are waiting on me. People are waiting on the reality of Christ and they will see that through my life. They will see that through your life. They will see the change. They will see true transformation. They will see the true gospel lived out through you. And once they see the change, they will also be inspired and encouraged to come to Christ and live a life for Christ. You get to be the light. You get to shine for them. So don't take it as such a negative thing. Don't take it as such a, oh man, they know my past and oh, they keep bringing it up. Okay. Have you taken time to show them who you are now? Next time they bring it up, say, yeah, you're right. I did used to that. Own up to it. There's no shame because we are new creations in Christ. There's no condemnation anymore. I'm in Christ. There's no condemnation. Romans tells me that. So yeah, you're right. I did used to do those things. But let me tell you about the power of God. Let me tell you about the true transformation that has taken place in my life. Let me give glory to God for two seconds for all that he has done and all that he has changed in my life. Use those situations. Use those conversations. Twist them around. Overcome evil with good. Use that moment where Satan is trying to come for you and remind you of who you are and what you've done. Use that moment to remind Satan and all his little demons, all of them, that you are a new creation. God has changed you. There is nothing that will hold you back now. You have changed. You have improved. You have been stripped. You have been restored. You have been healed. You have been renewed. Share that with someone else. People need to hear your story. People need to see the transformational power of Jesus Christ. And that starts with you. So I encourage you, use those moments. Be bold enough to share your story so that other people can also find hope, find healing, find encouragement, whatever it is they need in order for them to drop at the feet of Jesus and surrender their life. Jesus wants to use you to bring others to Christ. And it starts with your story. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you loved this extra little bonus. I really just wanted to get that to you. The Lord put it on my heart and I wanted to share it with you. I pray that you are encouraged that we have a new life and we get to live it to the fullest. If you haven't already, you can join our Facebook group at Christian Girls Pop. You can look us up on Instagram at Christian Girls Pop and our website is christiangirlspop.com. Come. So check us out. Subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to know when a new one drops. Look us up. Share this with your friends, your family. Everyone needs to hear about this and be encouraged. And most importantly, remember that Jesus loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.